0: Oh good day eh uh, we're gonna talk about Strange Brew the movie with Bob and Doug McKenzie from 1983 because it's about to turn 40 and uh, it's a thing it's uh, it's a, a milestone in the in movies that uh, are about beer and Canadians. Hey there, listener. Welcome. It's the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This is Chris, and this week, along with Eric and Brian, we're going to hit the 40th anniversary of the Milestone movie called The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie, Strange Brew. Yeah, that's the full title. It's Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas giving us a movie version of their very popular SCTV characters from the early 80s. They had done an album called Great White North that went gangbusters platinum, and they decided, hey, let's milk this for everything it's worth and do a movie. And then it was sort of uh, met with befuddlement. But it has since become a cult classic for good reason, because there are some sublime moments in this thing. But really, it's uh, a Shakespearean riff on Hamlet, done as a dim-witted Canadian Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, if that uh, is enticing to you at all. If you've never seen it, uh, definitely check it out. It's it's worth it. If you have seen it before and don't want to, well, that's your loss. Why uh, do you just take off, eh? You hoser, hose head, eh? Gonna go have some back bacon. See, see? You just get into the riff when you uh, watch it. So we're gonna talk about it because uh, Eric and I have seen it multiple times. Brian had never seen it before, so you're gonna get a fresh take. On Strange Brew, which is nice. Otherwise, you can uh, reach out to us at magnificenthuge at gmail dot com. You can hit us up on our website, MagHuge.com dot uh, com. You can get us on Twitter because we're not calling it X. Uh, Facebook, eh, uh, Instagram, whatever. So uh, you know the drill. Find the podcast, listen to the podcast, give us a feedback on the podcast. Uh, otherwise, just uh, take off, eh? To the great white north, it's a beauty, eh? Uh, yeah, anyway, strange brew turned 40 now.
2: Uh, welcome back to the magnificently huge podcast. Well, welcome to the show, hey? Eh? Uh, where we talk about
0: movies and stuff and drink beers and have donuts. Eh? I'm the Eric Elzers.
2: McKenzie. This is my brother Chris. And this is my brother hey. Brian. Hey, oh, t- hey take off, take off, you. Hey, well, welcome so to the cold cold show. And- Crack open a cold <laughs> one.
0: I mean, it's infectious. It really is. It really I hate is. to say, it. yeah. Forty years later, uh, curse them. So should be, yeah, should be a fun show if we can uh, not break into the Mackenzie speak. But I'm pretty sure it's unavoidable. Yeah, un- we've already failed at that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like- oh, we got it out of the way. We got it yeah. out of the
1: way.
0: That's it's up. like it's like Godswin law, Godwin's law in reverse. <laughs> it's like we're not talking about Hitler. We're just talking like Canadians, eh? Have some back bacon. <laughs> Everything I know about Canada, I learned from Bob and Duck. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, the, the movie Strange Brew, turning 40. And that's what we're going to chat about uh, in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Check the but show notes uh, for timestamps and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you you, you want to get into anything else first, we can talk about fresh shit. This shit is fresh.
2: Oh, shit. that is fresh. Stuff is really i was going to talk about indictment mother f- number four but maybe maybe you're right maybe we should just go to the fresh shit i think i, <laughs> I think that we, we that already counts did as talk fresh shit, it. like th- number four we already
0: <laughs> talk about it oh i no. thought that, so, it, that georgia, happened number georgia. four
2: i've lost i've lost track i can't right. even me hmm. too i'm just loving it too much i'm i probably lost consciousness well, no, watching the, it yeah the
1: beautiful There's thing nothing. about
2: georgia is that
1: um, unlike the the two federal indictments um there's no if he wins the election he gets out of jail free on this like like it they yeah. they can't pardon the state charges yeah let's, and even just, the, the governor of georgia really can't yeah.
0: either <laughs> i say right now uh whether you believe in this horse shit or not put this on your vision board that he's not going to win yes. the election much less or, the primary because i don't want that anywhere near my life yeah um, when you consider that
2: federal charges they they have a 90 percent conviction rate and they're not about to file shit like this on a former president without being dead sure so as long as he doesn't get elected president oh he's fucked no no no, no. as long yeah. as he or anybody who would be willing to pardon
1: him or rearrange <laughs> yeah. the justice department on his behalf yeah. doesn't get elected which means we have to j- vote for the mummified remains of joe biden and that's fine we'll yeah. keep voting for that as it's... long as it takes to make this fucker go away that's
0: fine and people say the system's broken i don't understand that <laughs> no. at all. okay
2: here's the best situation here we go here we go okay uh Okay, so we reelect Joe Biden. Uh, he goes to prison uh, for all of this nonsense and shit. And let's say in four years, Joe Biden loses to a Republican. <clears throat> and before Joe Biden leaves office, he pardons Donald Trump and says it's because he's so old.
0: <laughs> oh, he would,
2: he would, he would eat his own face having Joe Biden say yeah. that uh, Trump is so old he has to put him out of jail.
0: Yeah, I mean trump whatever i think my favorite thing in this entire episode with georgia is that giuliani the champion of rico laws in new york years ago is now getting popped for rico in georgia it just is delicious it's delicious
2: (laughs) good luck to them all Uh, in the end it doesn't matter we're now a nation that you know is willing to eat our young so doesn't I mean the fact who, who's the elected, fact that we're the, gonna die now
0: <laughs> yeah I mean the fact that Trump is still polling as pie as he is even after this tells you you know about the election, you know? yeah I don't know the squeaker fellow gird your mm-hmm. loins
2: no matter what Republican <laughs> you think you're gonna vote for remember they're all cowards except for yes. um except for Chris Christie who I must say, I respect his balls, even though I, I I do not agree with him on any position. He's the only yeah. one speaking truth. But He's otherwise, cowards. Coward. yeah. yeah. I don't think he likes to win. Lindsey yeah, Graham yeah. is easily the worst human being ever made. I mean, just <laughs> <He's> watching like- <laughs> him grovel is so yeah. just despicable. The number of times he said, oh, no, Donald Trump, I can't get on board with that shit no more. And then he just backs right out of it because he, he has to it's so well it's it's tough to
0: find the the biggest shit hill in the senate but uh my money's still on ted cruz just because he's ted cruz so well good luck to the folks of texas uh, yeah for
2: next for next week or the week after next week i'm gonna figure out some kind of game we can play where we figure out who's the shittiest u.s senator that is a great idea and why is it ted (laughs) cruz oh sorry
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah and why is nobody else shittier than ted cruz uh hate that oh no i get it yeah no
2: that that'll be the name of the game who's the worst who's the shittiest u.s senator and why is it ted cruz yes
0: (laughs) yes i get it (laughs) i think yeah that's that's a game they play in dc behind closed doors all the time probably (laughs) i don't know thanks for uh really bringing us up today eric you're yeah, really no, pushing the
2: energy
1: the most entertaining thing there is to watch so yeah what else have you yeah, got yeah totally with
2: a wife? writer's strike going on we're uh I mean, actually paying attention to stuff now i think maybe this is what keeps trump from getting elected is that without all this entertainment to distract us people are watching this and going oh oh, oh dear oh no no republicans uh, aren't watching no. this
1: at all they are not yeah paying attention it's, to any it's, of
2: this. It's drowned
0: out. And Trump isn't even going to participate in that first debate with the re- other uh GOP hopefuls. He's going to go talk to Tucker Carlson on like whatever basement radio thing he's got with. Well, the, the, the,
1: the hypothesis is that Trump will choose the day of the debate to go get um booked and have his mugshot taken and just eat all of the press oxygen <laughs> just by yeah. doing that. Right? That's like, our he's, trump
0: he's yeah he's a firm believer and there is no such thing as bad press you know it's just good Lord the man is a fucking (laughs) mollusk barnacle on the ass of America it's just Mm. go away go away
2: maybe once he is gone we will be okay because there's there's no one who has his level of non-shame whatever you call a complete lack of shame (laughs) I mean yeah
0: shameless yeah that's
2: what they call it when when ted cruz watches uh donald trump says oh shit we could do that that was a thing yeah, then you yeah. know
0: well that's my fear is that someone else is going to come in down the line and they're going to use the same playbook but they'll actually be smart and yeah. then we're really yeah. fucked because competent, then you're not going to have this yeah competent this monkey cur- problem
2: then yeah. again Desantis Don't- ate shit so <laughs> we'll see yeah well, well he, he has he's no got personality Yeah, he's 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 got the the charisma of
0: a fucking toothpick.
2: Yeah, right. He's the anti-Trump. He's just as evil, but he has none of the likability. Even the people who work for him say his big problem is he's a shit. I guess when he played baseball, uh, you know, because he's, you know, what a little league world, whatever he, he, when he would play catch with, you know, the other players, rather than tell them the other guy to back up, he would throw the ball intentionally over their head to make them run for it like he couldn't just <laughs> say back up yeah uh, he would on dates he would mispronounce things that he knew he was mispronouncing but it was like if she corrects me then I know not to you know go out on a second date because I don't want to date somebody who will correct me the guy yeah. is a fucking asshole well wow. he
0: went all in on that whole uh, anti-woke agenda and I don't think he calculated uh the shelf life of something like that because we're not <laughs> We're not even halfway through the year
2: before the primaries and everybody's already tired of it. It's just like yeah. just shut up. Yeah. So you know why it's a- you know why so many people don't like what they call woke? Because it's annoying. But guess what you are? When you say woke, every other goddamn word.
0: <laughs> uh, it's good time to be alive, fellas. It's good yeah. time to fun. So related to <laughs> yeah. that, I
1: have some fresh shit. Um, I just came across the first new single from Ministry that I've cared about in decades. Um, uh,
0: I'll, I'll, put really? the, uh, they- I'll
1: put the link to the video in the show notes, but their new song is called Goddamn White Trash, and the video <laughs> is just him making fun of the Proud Boys. It's, so we've got all these guys who call themselves the White Boys, and they're training, and basically, you know, cutting to the band, and he's yelling, like, You're goddamn white trash at them, and telling them how they're falling for propaganda yeah. and shit. But it sounds like something off of, like, Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste. So. It's good stuff.
0: I was to say they're not doing like uh, the early early Ministry like every day as Halloween or something.
1: Well, it's they've been talking clever. about re-recording the first album. Have you have you seen that?
0: No, yeah, I don't. In the, I in I don't the follow press. the Ministry too much now. Yeah, Sorry. it just
1: shows up in my Facebook feed, right? But but Al Jorgensen has said that fuck it, we'll reclaim that stuff and they're going to re-record the synth pop stuff. But like, I assume in their newer style. <laughs>
0: but i mean, I don't know. why ruin it why ruin it? i don't know i think they should it. just play it, it i man. think they should
1: tour it like just yeah. get out there and tour it fuck it you know what else you got to do al jorgensen
0: mm. yeah seriously oh <laughs> uh, okay so so, 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 it's a, that. so it's a good good one okay yeah interesting
1: um and then i guess the other thing i'll bring this week why not um last week we did go see meg to the trench I haven't you even didn't. seen Meg all the way Did you really? The I did. Oh, oh yeah. you're
2: awesome. And now, well, just just let me ask this. Are there more deaths in the movie than there are in the preview for the movie? Because I was alarmed. I counted like five or six deaths in the preview. I'm like, you're, I mean, you're blowing your load. There's a lot of deaths <laughs> in it. But honest.
1: first of all, they're bloodless, which is like, do you understand why we came to see this movie? Yeah, really. Sharks chomping on people should be bloody, 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 right? Is it PG thirteen? Yeah, and that's the other problem. They don't. You don't get the piranha three double D aspect to it either, right? Um, But the trailer just makes it look like you know this is going to be the biggest, dumbest, goofiest. Like I'm literally expecting Jason Statham to like punch the shark in the face, right? Like (laughs) that's that's what I'm there for. But no, the movie is not Uh... stupid enough. It does not go as it doesn't well, commit to its stupid the way it should even though it has it literally has its final set piece in a place called fun island and and like they don't <laughs> yeah. know where fun island is the
0: the it biggest, sounds like the perfect movie for august in phoenix though uh, let's be real anything yeah. any any just you're your paying for ac yeah.
1: air conditioning and darkness is just <laughs> perfect for phoenix but, but the, uh, the the biggest sin of the meg Two is and 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 this is the thing i i will i will give any movie you know one or two unbelievable like things that the audience has to go with as long as they play by their own rules right and this movie just does not even try to play by its own rules like would you well but like they make a big deal about like we have to wear these funky like exoskeleton suits to to go to the depths of the ocean because the water pressure is so you know dangerous and then 10 minutes later they're literally just swimming in t-shirts in the same water like it's just it's just not even trying right yeah is is it
2: it about family is that
0: family well (laughs) okay
2: i mean i i agree even when you're talking about Mm. a stupid movie when they do that you it's like I want to I want to have the ground rules so I don't have to think about the ground rules but if I'm constantly going oh wait they just went against that thing they said before now I'm yeah. no longer Yeah. It's, yeah. You ever you ever you ever <laughs> in you, you remember in um in high school theater whenever they would the, 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 the set crew would build a staircase if they got one of the steps just a little off it would fuck up your whole world because you can't walk up or down the stairs and not think about the stairs mm-hmm. it's the same kind of mm-hmm. thing <laughs> like even if it is dumb I just want it taken care of
0: I yeah. mean didn't didn't they kill the, the big monsty in the first one I've never oh, seen well, it so see, I have to
1: ask they go, they go down underneath this thermal layer or some shit
0: even deeper find
1: yeah they find all these new creatures that's the other thing there's like creatures of the deep but then they create a hole in the thermal layer which allows them to escape including a giant squid but some of the creatures from the deep that escape happen to i guess be amphibious and have legs and i'm like no you were living at the bottom of the bottom of the ocean like you don't have legs and you can't breathe out this is how evolution
0: works this is how evolution works people
2: Again, just play by your own rules a little bit, right? I yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the studio is, but by Christ, I hope one day it, Meg ends up fighting Godzilla, and then the the Kinshu or whatever from Pacific Rim come out, and then they t- team up uh, uh, against <laughs> the and yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. there for
1: something that stupid. I mean, let's let's or, have or like it. a
0: yeah, or like a Meg Jurassic World mashup. Mm, oh that's, Godzilla in there that's like the do opening big, credits
1: yeah. though right like that that's in the trailer that that opening shot where it's like you know the the circle of life and it's just creatures feeding on other creatures in prehistoric times and then the shark comes out and eats the t-rex yeah that's in there it's all uh, there
0: that makes me want to watch some uh, like old trials of life videos from like the early 90s because those were just nothing but mayhem and carnage <laughs> we used to play them all the time at Blockbuster, just because we love the shots of like the the whales playing ping pong with the sa- the seal body. <laughs> I mean, it was just it's so gross, but it's nature, so you could get away with showing it to. You little
2: remember yeah. when everybody was talking about March of the Penguins and like how you know how magical that film is? Then you watch it and you realize it's nothing but carnage and death you know yeah it's like the greatest trick ever played on children i want to watch the penguin movie oh my god mom what is this
0: yeah (laughs) well it's like anything with uh david attenborough you kind of get suckered in by the dulcet tones of his voice as he's describing a dismemberment of some poor animal that's been caught by a jackal (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean it's You know, people wonder why we're so fucked up because this is the stuff that was on TV when we were kids. You know, you couldn't get away from it.
2: Brought to you by (laughs) I should have told you I was a nihilist studios.
0: (laughs) Meg two. Okay. Meg two. Not as not as
1: enjoyably dumb as Meg one. I am sad to report. So we'll just need (laughs) another one. All
0: right. Too bad it wasn't like coming out at the same time as like Oppenheimer. So you could have like Moppenheimer. Megan Heimer. Meganheimer, Meggenheimer. <laughs> Sharkenheimer, Sharkenheimer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Oh well. No now somebody,
1: you. somebody now is trying to because, because of course, you know, good ideas have to be beaten to death. uh Somebody's mm-hmm. trying to make the uh the internet concept of Saw Patrol happen. The Paw Patrol movie and the Saw movie coming out in a couple of weeks, but no, um,
2: no Saw uh, Patrol. I'm good. No. Dumb. I'm, good. Dumb. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's not really a competing audience there. Yeah, it's, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's what you guys niche. got? Fresh shit uh, here.
0: I'll uh, I'll piggyback on the music thing because uh, a little over a week ago, the uh, newest studio album from the Hives came out. Their first one in like ten years. Uh, it's called "The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons," and it's a banger, fellas. I love this record, and I've been listening to it nonstop for over a week. I can't get enough of it.
1: What's, uh, Ooh, what's the the main track you would recommend? Like, if you had to recommend one,
0: um, my favorite track on the album is "Rigor Mortis Radio" because the backbeat is just
2: killer.
0: But Bogus Operandi is the lead-off track, Uh, the video is really cool because it's all them as zombies. They're wearing matching suits as they want to do because they're the hives. Uh, It's just jangly pop punk kind of stuff that's very slick, It's very staccato rhythms, but uh, ever since hate to say it's so. came out back in like 2000 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I just, this is, I love this band. They're just, so, they're, it's like one of those records you just put on, doesn't matter which one of theirs it is, it's just all straight up fun from get-go, uh, and the new one is no exception. It's awesome.
2: Nice. So there you go. Nice. Uh,
0: it's quite a fun one. Um, but other than that, uh, I do have a movie to recommend as well. Uh, it's called Werewolves Within. I don't know if you're familiar with this one. No. Apparently, it's a video game uh, by Red Storm Entertainment. So this counts really? as a video game movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if the, g- if the game is anything like the movie, then this is probably one of the top movie adaptations of a video game but i've never seen the game so i have no idea. i've
1: never i've uh, games still and i have no idea
0: <laughs> right. well basically it's just uh a park ranger dealing with some personal issues has been reassigned to like this uh, like vermont or new hampshire somewhere in like that area uh and he's in a little town that apparently <laughs> we come to find out has a werewolf loose and so it's just all the weird locals. Uh, so it's like an, an episode of new heart, but if there were, were werewolves involved, cause most of the action <laughs> takes place at a, a, lodge, uh, the biggest name in the cast is Milana Vayntrub, who's the, the Verizon girl from the commercials. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny. Like they're all just very idiosyncratic small town characters, but they all resonate and the it's really fun. Get some gore and suspense and then you're like are you the wolf were- you're the werewolf and they uh they kind of do it light and breezy so it's a horror comedy uh but i highly recommend it was uh, well more entertaining than i thought it would be going into a movie called werewolves within oh huh. and where so, can you stream this uh i think it's on hulu okay uh, among other places so yeah it's it's out there but uh it just showed up on my feed. I'm like, yeah, sure. What the hell? Uh, I got nothing else to do. And then by the <laughs> the end, I was very surprised. I'm like, that was that was entertaining. God damn it! And I'm always shocked when that happens these days. So <laughs>
1: Chris is you know. shocked when he's entertained by a movie. Welcome I am to yeah. our movie podcast. These,
0: these
2: days, these days, <laughs> yeah. Christ, they last don't few make movies I watched have been like, ew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there you go. That's what I've been doing,
2: which Eric, do you have any more fresh shit for this week or I do? Okay. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Other than just like, you know, pick it when I talk about politics, all I'm basically saying is I'm old. That's not really fresh shit. Uh, (laughs) yeah. So yeah, I watched, I got a, I got a double header of sci-fi. Uh, first off. Okay. There was this TV show years ago. Uh, it wasn't really popular, but it, 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 like, it like caught on in syndication. And now they make all of these TV shows in the same universe. Of, it's Star Trek. Have you heard of this Star Trek? What? Star tr- Trek. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell me more. Okay. They, there's a show, <laughs> Strange New Worlds. It's in its second season, and it's dope. Um, is that yeah. like a loss in space? Like, Is that Kinda. that one? Yeah. Is there a robot? Yes. Okay. That's, uh, that's no, what I'm thinking of. No. There's okay. not. I'm lying. That's a lie. No, curse but, you. Uh, so yeah, they they did Strange New Worlds. You know, season one was pretty goddamn good because it was a sort of return to original Trek. You know, mm-hmm. like a movie of the week, uh, a monster of the week kind of show, and it was written really well, and it was a lot of fun. And they did season two, and they kind of got uh, full of their own. You know, what is it? They got high on their own. like fly. Yeah. Yeah. They like the smell of
0: their own farts.
2: They got their heads up their own asses, uh, and they they took risks this I'm, I'm hearing
1: fans be happy with the risks they're taking this season.
2: That's though. the I'm, funny uh, thing. Yeah, they they all they almost all work. <laughs> these are like fans like be some, happy. These are some shows where it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. And then it's like, oh yeah, it kind of worked. I thought that the musical episode was very cringe. Mm-hmm. But they still made it work, but it's it's still cringe. But they made it work. <laughs> um, Star Trek musical, folks. They, yeah, they I did mean, it. They did a crossover episode <laughs> with the animated show. They did all sorts of stuff where it's like, wow, all right. But a uh, lot of fun. So is, highly Wars, recommend it.
1: Basically, that is, at this point, the only Star Trek that the fans are really like caring about i think it's it's that's the one that's like working
0: yeah.
2: right well they, it's not they canceled not dis- below decks uh, below, uh lower decks is popular too That but one. that one it's 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 like it's kind of the Seder play of star trek it's i guess <laughs> okay i guess it's it's part of canon but it's really just to make fun of star trek you know the actual okay.
1: Trek show is yeah strange right, world. but that was the one they crossed over with like the actual the yeah. voice actors come in as their characters from the show and i guess they resemble their characters on the yeah. cartoon
2: yeah but, uh, yeah and it's i'm sure it's written by uh the people who write lower decks because it's actually funny um it 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 plays like a rick and morty live action it's
0: <laughs> it's good
2: um okay. yeah and i then, gotta catch yeah, up on p- strange new worlds i really do i'm, I'm yeah. still in season one i gotta get to i gotta get to that yeah there's some stuff that happens in this show that's just like oh that's so smart it's like okay they started with fan service but they didn't just rely on fan service you know i think that's what bugs me about fan services it's just oh look it's that person we know from that thing we've done our job we can go home yeah it's like, no write a show they have a whole thing in. St- Uh, at the end of season one where they basically give you an alternate version of an episode that was done on the original series like with complete Mm -hmm. sections of dialogue pulled out and put into this one and it's like it's yeah it's but again really well done if you're a fan of the original show this is this is this is the bomb it's just awesome Um, okay so happy with that how do you uh feel about the fact that all the Star Trek shit you love, you owe to Lucille Ball. I love it. Are you kidding? Yeah. Redheads get it's me hot. It's a good story, right? It's a good story, right?
0: <laughs> I think it's funny <laughs> that she
2: green with it uh, on the strength of the first officer being a woman in the pilot. Yeah. And that's like the first thing they got rid of when they said, well, there's too much weird shit oh <laughs> let's get rid of the bronze
0: okay. yeah <laughs> like, That was
2: the <laughs> the meeting okay uh and the other one yeah uh, I started watching Foundation a show on uh Apple plus which is, that is the Asimov one yeah yeah okay. it's, it's like based on but I don't think actually pulled from any specific one it's kind of like they they sort of mix and matched stuff from the stories um okay here's the thing (laughs) you watch the first episode and you're gonna say "Fuck you no uh uh-uh I don't care you you're killing me with this I am never watching this nonsense again (laughs) (laughs) and then you come back like a week a week and a half later because it's not a lot on Apple plus and you're gonna be like, I still have this this free trial for another, you know, week or two. Ah, I'll give it a shot. And then you watch the second one and you're in. It's like somehow that first huh. episode is like, oh boy, I can see how this is gonna be a horrible show. And then they don't do what you think. <laughs> so the it's thing like that an anti pilot <laughs> is okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, here's the here's the thing. It's like it will one, there's I'm not sure if Dune stole from Foundation or Foundation stole from Dune, but there's a lot of Dune going on, right? There's a galactic empire. There's an emperor. There are outlying planets. There's hostility. Uh, But what they do in this show is uh, the episode one happens. You go to episode two, and it's now like 30 years later. You go to episode three, and it's like another 30. They're jumping generations like, from episode to episode it's like yeah that's the way it should work because this is huge huge stuff going on in a galaxy you know things don't happen over the course of like a week um and they the the emperor is a clone of the original emperor and there's three at any one time one's a boy One's the the guy in charge and one's the old man who was recently the guy in charge. And every time they do a time jump, it's the same three actors playing sure. the same three, but progressed. So the, you know, Lee Pace yeah. plays the main uh, uh, emperor in the last episode. and then in you know the one you're watching now, Terrence Mann is playing that same character. It's once you once you figure out how they're rolling this, it really works and yeah it's it's about what you imagine the empire is a full of assholes and the outer worlds are oppressed by this empire uh, but the the point of this show is jared harris the mathematician the psycho historian they call it he has through math figured out that the empire's really only got like 4 or 500 years left and then the entire galaxy is just going to implode on itself you know, uh, all of society is going to come crashing down, and the so only they way got out of it—episodes to pull that off. Yeah, so <laughs> so, so his, it's about climate change, is what you're telling uh, me. No, it's about you know, uh, I guess political excess. Actually, but his, he he says the mm-hmm. only way out of this, or so the only way to soften the landing, is if we t- you know like create a colony out away from the empire, fill it with all of the the know-how and the knowledge and the the everything. You know that that we've come up with, uh, so that when everything falls, they can come back and teach everybody about w- what was known, right? Kind of a, a time capsule for when everybody beats each other into being cavemen, um, and, and then so we can a,
1: come back and rule them with an iron fist,
2: right? Oh, <laughs> right. With a story like that, it's like that's going to take generations and eons, and it's like they're handling that part correctly at least you know because of the amount of time that moves forward but uh, and and and, and i i i I, it's the kind of show that's good for people who don't want to watch relationships because it's not it's not about people it's about you know large movements of time it's an asimov thing you know that's cool yeah all right Uh, i really like an asimov thing i might check it out but then i have to watch two episodes to get it so we'll see you got to watch one episode and give it a week of going, fuck you. No, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't watch two in a row. Because if you watch that first one, first, you're going to be going, I am so bored. I got to watch another one. And so you're not going to pay attention to the second one. Just watch the first one and go, wait a minute. There's, there was something there. And then watch. Wow. The oh, and, and also subtitles. This the sound is shit i i all I of had them a,
0: all the new stuff is
2: like that now yeah it's terrible i, oh, I didn't loud enough that the loud parts would you know be obnoxious to anyone else in the house but yeah. then the quiet parts you can't hear it so yeah it's all yeah. subtitles i i it's, i rewatched
1: yeah. uh dune the the most recent dune movie the other day and exactly that except i had to crank the loud parts up so loud they would irritate the neighbors just to make Mm -hmm. out any dialogue (laughs) like the mix on that movie
2: is obnoxious anyway it's terrible oh that'd be a that'd be a good piece of software for televisions or sound bars is a balancer something that like you're you're basically like okay this is that they're they're, there yeah yeah here's the upper end volume i need for dialogue Here's the upper allowable volume for explosions. Now you figure it out software or, or maybe filmmakers <laughs> could, you know, mix.
1: Nope. The, no, shut <laughs> up. Dude, um, come on, man. What's his
2: name? The guy who made, uh, um, Nolan, uh, the guy who's yeah. Christopher Nolan, he has actually said, I'm not making movies for people who watch them at home. It's like, well, fuck you, dude. Mm, you know yeah. what? Oppenheimer sucked. So there,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's like 90% of your audience, bro
2: yeah i'm gonna alienate 90 of my audience because i understand nah. i'm british and i'm a prick i'm christopher nolan yeah. thank you yeah <laughs> from
0: the director of Tenet. <laughs> what i don't know that one
2: yeah <laughs> good job guy <laughs> that one that, that 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 yeah supposes a universe where <laughs> things can run backwards and if you have a battle with people who are running backwards a building mic unexplode on somebody which means yeah. that the building was built with a soldier built into the bricks of the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Nolan's
1: next film he will insist that his audience needs to actually watch it in torture chambers where they are injected with lethal viruses that's uh, that's the way it's meant to be seen and if if you're not up for that then you're not good enough for his movie hey
0: don't don't give James Cameron any ideas Jesus (laughs) (laughs) Avatar 8's gonna be just incredible man Incredible. <laughs> oh my All god. god. Shall we it's get like on we have our own
2: planet of the apes. <laughs> yeah. Every day. <laughs> All <laughs> right. That's
0: the fresh shit. <laughs> <head. laughs> Welcome to our podcast, eh? Our no. topic today is strange brew. It's uh it turns forty. And uh, and we're gonna talk about that. But, but first <laughs> uh, you no, you go, Hoser. You go. <laughs> Ah, my wife (laughs) Uh, first of all let's set the stage this is a movie from 1983 starring Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas portraying uh perhaps in my mind the uh the most famous characters from the entirety of SCTV Mm -hmm. uh they just they hit at the right time they went gangbusters they tried to cash in with a movie and it just fizzled
2: hard yeah they uh, had that great but- white north single which was mm. alarmingly popular
1: hose here just sort of rid on my coattails why are you doing this it was our idea together right? yeah okay yeah, okay we agreed to, to
0: say that but oh, take off
2: I mean, I, 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 you know, yeah. I was all over it, it in grade day. school. And so when I heard they had a movie, too, I was like, well, I am in. I'm seeing there this. And then... I, no, uh, I thought it was... That's the thing. If you're in, you know, uh, grade school, it's oh, a funny yeah, movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I still love it, uh, despite having seen it multiple times now. Because there's just something affable about the two lugs. So uh, I'm
1: going to be your control group. Because somehow... Yeah. Uh, you had never seen 2023, it. 40 years later. This was the first time I've seen Strange Brew, knowing full well that it has been like on cable perpetually at any yeah. given moment the entire 40 years that have gone by. <laughs> right. And but I've never watched I
0: know, it. Yeah. And I, 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 maybe Eric will agree with me. I can't even imagine how uh, plus you were watching it for the first time as an adult because it's just you're not the demo for that.
1: Well, all. okay, so but, uh, so here's how it comes across like the the very opening gag is they've got the MGM lion burping yeah. and looking bored. And then they like immediately pull the camera around and break the fourth wall. And like, here we are in a sound stage. We're messing with the lion. And then we keep tr- tracking over to the actual great wife North <laughs> set where they start talking about how, hey, welcome to the movie. And here's what movies are like. And then they start uh, falling back on one of the bits from their album. And then the audience starts yelling at them about <laughs> this how this is the a record. ripoff. And, yeah. and then they start chasing them around for refunds. You know credit sequences them driving poorly back to their house like this sets the whole tone beautifully and mm. I don't I I'm in at this point I'm watching this I'm like okay you yeah. know what this is the dumbest you know this is just you know yeah. two guys who managed to somehow get to direct a movie based on their well, on their SCTV characters and nothing that happens is going to make any sense <laughs> in the rational world well, I and that's lo- great
2: yeah I love the
0: fact that they uh they said that they tr- they were going to get a little bit more bizarre and experimental uh but it just didn't happen yeah. so you get this which is sort of a, a mix but I, I love mean the it's fact that bizarre
1: and experimental
0: <laughs> well yeah yeah but I mean that's the sk- I love the fact that Bob and Doug McKenzie just on SCTV were born out of an accident because apparently when it went to the CBC for broadcasting there were an extra two minutes they needed to fill
2: (laughs) and because it's canadian
0: broadcasting they said well give us some canadian content and moranis and thomas are just like well uh it's a canadian tv show starring canadians written by canadians how much more canadian does it need to be so their whole thing was well fine we'll just make the most ridiculous stereotypical (laughs) Canadian canadians ever and it just took off uh and so over the the span of like a couple of years they just grew and grew and then they did that album great white north which sold like you know, went platinum, like a million copies or some shit. Yeah, they, they, got they got nominated a for a Grammy.
1: Getty Lee of Rush, right? Yeah. Well, so.
0: and that Twelve Days of Christmas born out of that too. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which gets played every year. Oh, days
1: to me. Eight comic books. Seven, seven packs of
0: smokes. Six packs of two, four, five. And a beer. Yeah. No, yeah. And so
2: uh when yeah on that album the 80s just, roll around I just want to say yeah. on that album they have a thing on there where yeah you know, they have a script and you know it's like they talk and then you read the lines it's like basically you do a skit with them and then it, yeah a- at one point in there it's like hey wait this is a ripoff such you know such and such already did this this was on somebody else's <laughs> album and they start going uh Oh, uh, it's it's like they actually wrote in you busting their balls and them realizing it's like, yeah,
0: (laughs) it's just genius. (laughs) Well, I love the fact, too, that the the album itself is of its time. I mean, it was back when you had records. So you had side one, side two. And so they literally start (laughs) off side two with welcome to side two. eh?" And then they do their whole thing. I mean, it's just it's this weird conceptual nugget uh, that still works. And so adapting that to the screen is just strange. But apparently, like John Candy was starting to make headway, a bunch of the SCTV folks were getting movies, and Candy got uh, going berserk, which is a, not a good movie. Uh, yeah. So Moranis and Thomas just said, "Oh well, hey, maybe we should do Bob and Doug as a movie," and then it kind of rolled through from there.
1: I was actually and first surprised by the lack of SCTV
0: people in this movie. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you get you get Max von Sydow. Yeah. as the uh the villain which is so weird and the only reason he took the role is because his kid liked Bob and Doug <laughs> so he <I> said sure <laughs> I'll do it uh and then you get Paul Dooley who's like everybody's favorite movie dad from that time because he was the dad in like breaking away he was the dad in 16 Candles he would show up later and uh Shakes the Clown I mean it's just <laughs> it's so goofy <laughs> and then it's just this weird
2: adventure uh, a yeah, a riff but, on Hamlet with them as uh yeah, yeah. and Gildenstern. yes and yeah, it's like Hamlet's a woman, and and Ophelia's the man, and he does kind of drown. I mean, they they like just it's not really Hamlet. It's like just enough where they can say kind of Hamlet, but well, apparently they're not Thomas, taking Dave any Thomas of seriously enough.
0: Well, Dave Thomas apparently was a lit major or something in college, and so I think this was his brainchild. And so when they gave it to another writer to kind of hash out the script, uh, a guy named Steve DeJarnett, who Eric, by the way, is the guy that went on to write and direct Miracle, Miracle Mile. Mile, yeah, uh, a few years later, apparently he hewed too closely to Hamlet, so they said, no, no, it's it's loose. Let's just kind of <laughs> flavor it up with that. But, but from the get from the get go, uh, Bob and Doug were always the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern characters, which when you're twelve, thirteen, watching this, you don't really get. But I think I was, you know, later teens in the 20s when I'm like, oh shit. It's like, this Elton and, Revere, and I get it. are yeah. drunk. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, basically. And I didn't catch on to it after reading like Hamlet in high school. Yeah. It wasn't until I, you know, read or saw, can't remember which, Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. Rosencrantz, are dead. Gildenstern are I was dead. like, yeah. Oh, that's Bob and Doug. It, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So it's just, it's a nice riff. So uh, yeah,
1: the movie actually does have a plot. Um, in which it's yeah, so, it's, it's it's so weird and take mode. on on Hamlet, but there's like this beautiful matte painting of like you can go to Elsinore Brewery, Castle, Elsinore Castle, <laughs> yeah. Elsinore Brewery, or the Elsinore Home for the Criminal, like the whatever, in, the, yeah, the Canadian <laughs>
0: Home for the Criminal Insane.
1: Yeah, uh. um, they're all just kind of there on the <laughs> same mountain range, you know, next to each other, and uh. um, there's some there's some plot about how they're. They're taking over the brewery from the yeah from the woman whose father died and and they're going to put her in the insane asylum and then they they're putting uh, some kind of mind control agent into the beer so th- and they've been testing it on hockey players to see if they can control their beer <laughs> from the insane behavior. asylum from the insane hockey asylum from yeah. the insane asylum yeah. as you do and, and yeah. then if it works and, they're uh, going to distribute it at Oktoberfest and take over the world with beer.
2: Yeah. yeah, this this movie proves, though, you don't need a strong anything if it's funny. And the whole bit with the hockey game with <laughs> where where these mind control hockey players are playing and Bob and Doug are playing with them and aren't on this stuff. And they mm, still think it's a just normal game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, no way. He was in the crease. He was in the crease. Yeah.
0: well yeah it's just it's just crazy but the whole thing is they get into the brewery because they're trying to pull off the mouse in a bottle scam because the beer store wouldn't give them a a free case and so that sort of sets it in motion where they uh become employees of the brewery and so they're inside and then they get like mixed up in this whole thing to take over from the hamlet woman character uh and it's just so sort of like more and more ridiculous to even more and more ridiculous. And, uh, and as only a movie the, called Strange Brew, the, the
1: the Japanese technology is taking over all of our jobs. Uh, 1983 thing. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's in
0: there. Um, well, I like that. They, they they literally got hired just so they could watch the line to make sure there were no mice in the beer. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, like Laverne and Shirley, but like times 10 dumb where they're just like heads back and forth until they start drinking and getting drunk on the job i mean it's yeah. just it's so, so I perfect
1: i don't know what a modern audience's reaction to this would be coming at it cold but right. if you were if you grew up with that sort of goofy late 70s early 80s comedy thing and you have an appreciation for that tone and that pace yeah this is yeah. A, this is a fine example of exactly one of those yeah. one of those movies and. You know, having not seen it a million billion times, I'm not, you know, bored by it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I haven't already gotten all the jokes so many times that they no longer land. Right. So, it, yeah. Yeah. No, it holds up.
2: It holds up in that sense. I, it's,
0: it's okay. Well, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I will say I've seen this movie like maybe once every 10 years or so. And I find it mm-hmm. does not, it doesn't hold up. I mean, it's just, let's be fair. And what does nothing comedy doesn't, yeah. doesn't have a very long shelf life. But yeah. if you're coming to this cold, I would say if you look at it like let's say a Roger Corman film that was actually funny. You know, like if Roger Corman made a comedy that wasn't it just dumb. It, was, it, it has that it same level of, yeah. Yeah, it has that same level of production that's just kind of like, eh. But it's funny. You know, it's well, it's well-intentioned, well intentioned, but it, it it has all the hallmarks of a Corman film. I guess yeah. that's true.
1: I mean, it's I it's mean, made it's, for twenty bucks,
2: right?
0: Mm-hmm it's a, like a it was like a five million dollar budget or some something like yeah, that so uh, it was a million wasn't dollar huge. budget
2: yeah uh four million dollar budget eight and a half million dollar uh return so yeah yeah it but worked. it's lived on
0: for 40 years so right. good on you
2: it, it was That's shot uh, on the cheap it has a sort of lowbrow horror plot uh yeah it, it it, yeah. it, it does feel like if Corman said, I got an idea to uh, Canadian guys who drink a lot of beer and they uh, have to stop a mind control project. Go, you know, well, so I mean, it's I'll, just I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why
1: I never bothered with this movie, to be honest. And, and this isn't a uh-huh. good reason, but but I'll explain myself, right? Like you have to understand that this movie comes out contemporaneously with some of Cheech and Chong's biggest hits, yes. right? And so <laughs> I'm sitting here going well, it's I don't like beer drinkers. This just doesn't seem like this is a Cheech and Chong movie for beer people. Yeah. That's not me. I'm not going to bother. That was well, that but, was basically but here's, why I bounced off of the ass. Yeah.
0: But here's why that's so genius. Because Cheech and Chong are basically the the version of pot smokers that non pot smokers think pot smokers are like, this is true. And so, Yeah. and so it just makes it all the funnier because they get to do all the annoying bullshit that you would never do if you were a true pot smoker, but people would expect you to do. So it's the same thing with Bob and Doug. It's like, this is the Uber Canadian stereotype that just sort of Americans think is what Canada is like, even though it's totally not. I mean, I don't think the word hoser is actually uh, something that, is in use until bob and doug mckenzie come along <laughs> i think they used it in the show and then it kind of took off and then that's what americans think <laughs> Canada yeah is like so that to me is the genius of it is the fact that they just made it so simple that dumb americans can even understand it and think hey that's what canada's really like eh and they so- made f- <laughs>
2: they made fetch happen <laughs> it's that's true
0: they were on yeah. fleek with the canadian stuff <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, i always uh, thought that was a, a weak comparison though to cheech and chong because they yeah it, it, it's like yeah it's it's a comedy duo that you know has a drug of choice that's about where it ends though i mean just yeah the kind of comedy is completely different too yeah but well, like again I, all i'm going off of is the marketing right and so oh I yeah see, right. Cheech and oh, sean i'm Definitely. with you totally. i'm like i'm like yeah that was that was a poor decision on somebody's part to make that comparison is yeah, all i'm it's, saying because yeah. like what, well what's, but i mean it's
1: what's on it, cable mean, do i want to watch strange brew or hard bodies you know like eh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which
0: one's got more boobies that's your exactly right <laughs> yeah uh yeah. well the thing with bob and doug though it's i mean that's they're in a, a long tradition of the buddy comedy stuff i mean hope and crosby etc cetera, etc cetera. And I, you know, if you don't have Bob and Dunn McKenzie, I don't think you get something like uh, Wayne and Garth on Wayne's mm. World. Clearly, it's a not. direct, yeah, it's a direct line as far as I'm concerned. So, I don't think we would get that kind of stuff without uh, this really interesting failure. <laughs> it's called Strange Brew because <laughs> it's just it's so of its own kind. It just how doesn't. How is it care. a failure
1: though? It makes twice its budget back, and it was a cable perennial, right? Like yeah. how uh, everyone it knew was, who it just who was.
0: Mm-hmm. I think well, it, you nail it. It's like if unless you're into Bob and Doug, you're not really gonna look at it and become like a huge fan. I think it had run its course by the time the movie came out, and so this sort of just fizzled it. Maybe. Well,
2: I I mean, I think probably they got like the last few miles out of yeah a, a tank running yeah. running on empty, uh-huh. but it's still you know it did exactly what it was designed to do. You know it. Well, I mean in that yeah. in that Corman way, it was only supposed to go so far, and it did well i well, i think the, it's actually oh go ahead no i go. Ahead. you're fine i was just go gonna away. say as oh, uh, comedy <laughs> duos go how many comedy duos are there where both of them are stupid i mean usually there's like a <laughs> smart one and a dumb one but here they're really yeah. like competing to be the dumb one well yeah
0: but the way they set it up is uh i can't even keep them apart like which one Moranus is i think he's bob and doug is uh dave yeah. thomas for all i know they but, switch it halfway uh, half the time well didn't and notice, that's the joke is but... yeah because you get to stuff like rosencrantz and gilman stern are dead and tom stopper yeah. basically all throughout the play just has everybody refer to them incorrectly and so you never really know which is which and it doesn't really matter because yeah. it's yeah, the same you always <laughs> yeah
2: you always know because rick Moranis always does the intro of hey i'm bob mckenzie this is my brother doug that's true oh, but then okay. as they go you okay. kind
0: of forget but uh yeah. but just the, they're, yeah, they're interchangeable fact that they, yeah yeah but i think but the way they set it up is that doug uh is always can, calls himself the brains and he's the one that's always like driving until he's uh, aware of the fact that he's too drunk and he's like no way hey, you're driving i'm too drunk eh i mean that's like they that's like their whole dynamic and so it's just them being stupid but basically it just turns out to whoever's the drunker at the time is the one who has to defer to the the decision making it's so ridiculous but then
2: he says you know there's no way we're going to crash his truck it's a beer truck which is dumb logic but it's the smart play apparently so it's like yeah they're they're even yeah they're even dumb in their smartness well
1: (laughs) i'm actually going to be careful because i care about beer right Beer, yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's
2: it's a 10 Um, speed
0: what do i know about a 10 speed well it's twice as many as a five speed (laughs) okay (laughs) then they get into the car i mean it's just dumb Uh,
2: i like that they do a meta joke with the you know in movies when they're driving the car they don't really look at the road because you know they're they're being towed like the whole thing and he starts having a conversation with them with like specifically not looking at the road which is what causes the car crash that sends them into the lake that propels the plot (laughs) i was like ah well done i didn't catch that the first time it wasn't just a random gag it was it was necessary well so it's not even a a meta joke if you think of it because it happens in universe because they weren't being dragged
0: well it's, it's sort of like blues brothers stick with was they would do the live act on stage and do the song or whatever and that is literally the movie it's just hey kids let's put on a show Th- they had enough sense to incorporate what the skit was and then realize well we can't do a whole movie just based on the skit so basically it's like we'll bookend it because yeah. you get the beginning or it's like welcome to our movie eh? it was shot in 3b three beers it looks good eh? and then they roll in and then at the end they run the credits and then boom uh about a 30 seconds into the credits rolling they're doing the Hey, all those other people left, and you're sitting around getting all this and other good stuff, right? Hey, eh? and then they like mm-hmm. talk over the credits. So the way they bookend it, I think, was very shrewd of them because it's like you give the audience what they think the expectation is, but then you're going to get just off the rails, weird, and don't care. And I've always <laughs> loved that about it, even with, like from from the first time I saw it to you know this week when I saw it again. It's just I love that sense of anarchy. It's like we don't really care what you think. <laughs> this is the movie we're going to make and then they just did so quite amusing yeah but uh but just the way that it just careens from one weirdness to the next so I'm curious uh Brian Mm -hmm. having seen it for the first time uh what was your standout moment
1: okay so there are two just completely dumb lowbrow gags that that um are coming to mind uh-huh. Uh, one is they're being uh, questioned by the police as they've been arrested because they're mistakenly uh, framed for the the kidnapping, kidnapping. of the heiress and right. uh, and and they've got them hooked up to a polygraph and the guy's like trying to get a baseline. and can't tell if these two idiots are <laughs> lying or not. And then uh, Doug farts and he's like he rips a hard he? fart i didn't do it and that and it's that like gives the needles the all over it is like oh he's lying yeah he is <laughs> which, lying
0: yeah dumb yeah, right which but, to me is funny. yeah hey fart jokes are never not funny that's just a truism <laughs> and they proved it once again so yeah and Give then it. the okay. other
1: and again it was the commitment to the gag um they've uh, Rick Moranis and the heiress are trapped in a six thousand gallon, uh, con- you know, container that's being filled slowly with beer. And uh, the way they escape is that Rick Moranis drinks all of it and is <laughs> in this giant. <laughs> You know, inflated fat suit. Yeah. You know, and and the way he gets out is he burps so hard he blows open this pressure <laughs> yeah. suit t-
0: or that they, That's you know, that's probably my favorite because it's my favorite line in the whole movie. He's like, "I gotta take a leaf so bad I can taste it." Yeah. what <laughs> makes me laugh every time, and I know it's coming.
1: I mean, it's it's uh, it's just silly shit, but it's funny, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I enjoy the uh, the bit in the courtroom where. Doug gets the bloody nose, and so they get the clerk to can <laughs> yeah. him like tissues or whatever. And they finally give him two bullets to stuff up there, and then, like, as a setup. And then a, a minute or two later, he sneezes and it like shoots all over the room. And that's when they get uh committed to the institution for being just dumbasses, <laughs> it's just so dumb. <sighs> oh, but that's the uh, length they're willing to go. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh I do,
2: but I do like how they have bits, but all of the bits. Make sense in story. It's like there's right. there's some that aren't, but for the most part, it's like they're actually there, and they they they're not just there for the audience. They make shit happen in the story. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's no, uh, that's true. It's like the, the drinking the the yeah that was important. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> the belching the lid off of the thing yeah. is so.
0: Uh, yeah. I will say that my my favorite moment in the entire thing, and this was it took me years to to finally recognize it uh because it's just a throwaway but you guys uh, know my predilection for finding books and movies and things that reference my birthday yeah April 4th uh this one when the uh the battle patrol Galac- Galactic battle patrol or whatever video game comes on that's possessed by the spirit of the the dead uh brewmeister, uh, the day that he died is my birthday. And that comes up on the screen. And so that always cement. So that's another example of, uh, of, a uh, work of, of art that, uh, has my birthday referenced. So I'm always chuffed by that. So yeah. it, it holds a place in my heart. is what I'm saying.
2: The day before first contact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. right.
1: Anything, any last but, thoughts on, on strange grew? I, I feel like, I mean,
0: kind of there. Were you, were you expecting, uh, Mel Bugs Bunny Blank to be their dad.
1: I, I was not. Well, so I got actually got tripped up by that because <laughs> there's a scene which is a lot of fun. And, it's you know, it's this very Joe Dante moment where they're like getting home and feeding the dog and drinking the beer. And the the mom and dad are watching a Tom and Jerry cartoon. But really, it's right. just a scene that's set to the cartoon soundtrack. And then yeah. the dad calls out and asks him for a beer or whatever. Or, or tells him, you know, what are you doing? Or, or I don't know what he says. But I had assumed, because it's Mel Blanc's voice, that they were mistaking what was on the television for their dad talking to them. And and that they were reacting to it as though it was their, their dad and oh. it wasn't. But actually, no, their dad that's, is Mel Blanc. You know? That's <laughs> a
0: disconnect. That's a disconnect.
1: I, that's yeah, funny. I never I got, would have I caught got.
2: that. And I absolutely get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was funnier uh, my
0: way, but oh well, that's not yeah. <laughs> what they did. <laughs> I mean, what always gets me about it though is cuz it was uh older Mel Blanc and so at that stage anything he voiced always sounded like the secondary actor that was trying to do a Mel Blanc voice from the <laughs> golden years, so it always <laughs> throws me when I hear it cuz it's not quite the same. But it is what it is. Uh d- did you any either of you ever see the ill-fated cartoon show that uh, they tried to do with bob oh, and doug i vaguely remember I that they were opening
1: that. credits to it but never watched it no
0: uh yeah i've never seen it uh, well this is after uh Moranus retired and so they got someone else to do the voice of bob uh and it's just i tried to watch like a couple minutes of it and it's just really off-putting so it's just not something i recommend okay. for the kids sounds sad. uh but the other thing is, uh, are you sad that they never gave us a sequel? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up no, because there was one in the works apparently at the end of the nineties called we Homebrew. Don't,
1: we don't need it. I mean, we didn't really need the second Harold and Kumar movie. We
2: didn't need Dumb and Dumber or the two, third.
0: Right. Well, we didn't even was, need a third Harold Kumar. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was actually yeah. I was about to say the best reason not to have a sequel: big top pee wee. There you go.
1: Ugh. Yeah, just leave it alone. Some things just need to (laughs) leave it alone.
0: I mean, I don't even really know what else they do because this really falls in square with all of the other comedies from like 83, 84. So I'm talking, you know, Police Academy, The Going Berserk with John Candy, uh, etc., etc. Even like Stripes or something. I mean, this literally, I mean, it looks, they all look the same. Uh, They've all got that same just general vibe where it's just, they're they're anarchic almost and it's just i don't know where that got lost uh moving into the 90s you don't really get the same feel and so this is definitely 1983 just square boom uh of its time it's no dr detroit but then what is really
2: i think that's a rhetorical question it's 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 once um Oh, what's the name of the guy who, who, uh, uh, it's one, once Lorne Michaels started producing SNL movies, I think that's where right. the crazy went away and the formula was discovered.
0: Yeah. This one definitely does not follow any formula. This is just a weirdly anarchic riff on Shakespeare. And I, that's just, to me, that's the best description for it. And so when you find someone that's never heard of Strange Brew, you give them that line and you can just watch the, the blank on their face just turn into like a weird quick like even blinker face it's like they don't understand what you're telling them it's like well are you familiar with Shakespeare yes okay then that's your starting point uh it's just funny uh but before we leave the last thing did you guys recognize uh Rosie as one of the Y-Wing pilots from Star Wars that died
2: no. what no <laughs> yeah
0: yeah he's he's gold leader uh in star wars oh so, okay there you go huh.
2: <laughs> it's just a little a little I, for you wow i only like realized that uh what's her name the 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 the, the heiress um yeah she was one of the oh, the women from uh black christmas the the first real slasher oh though, you're right just canadian right. yeah with margot kidder crazy cure and, and all sorts of people that You know you may or may not know by name
0: well i mean speaking of uh of sctv that's got uh andrea martin in it as well black christmas oh yeah that's That's right right. yeah that's crazy okay i did not realize that (laughs) interesting okay uh so based on your watching and say 10 or 15 years would you watch it again brian yeah probably not yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay that's honest it's fair
1: (laughs) i've seen it Uh, i don't i don't regret having seen it i don't need to watch it again it's
0: fine i mean yeah i'm just glad because you've had all these bucket list movies from like the early Mm odds so i thought it was a high time we gave you uh, a very substantial one from that when you should have seen it and didn't
1: now fair enough fair enough the podcast continues to
0: serve a purpose Well, for somebody, at least. For somebody.
1: (laughs) If you're one of the five or so people for whom the podcast serves purpose, why don't you share it on your social media friends and see if we can get six? Um, Yeah, you
0: you hoser. Yeah. Cheesy.
1: uh, Subscribe to the podcast, uh, rate it on iTunes, and uh, go to our website to find ways to contact us. The website is maghuge, M A G H U G E dot com. And you can find our. Twitter, X, whatever, our Insta, whatever, our... Or we're just going to call it
0: Twitter. I'm just going to call it Twitter. I don't care. The,
1: it, it doesn't matter. Just email us, magnificentlyhuge no. at gmail.com, and yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, so that's our yeah. so uh so have another crawler and a beer <laughs> and uh, no, watch Strange Take
2: off hey. to the great white north. Hey, look what you did. Everybody's gone. you. Come back. I won't let him do it again. My fault was yeah,
1: Good day, eh? There's hey. 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 do Hey. Yeah. Okay, hey.